Welcome back to Stay in Your Lane. I'm your host, John Maley. Today, we've got uh, Thomas Kern, good friend, great attorney. Um, what we've been discussing with Thomas lately has been everyone's favorite, trying to figure out where it's going to go, whether it's going to go away, whether it's going to continue on, uh, you know, have they tried to enforce it yet, you know. I guess uh, I need to turn it over to Thomas here and say, Thomas, where are we at on AB5? Well, so a couple uh, cool things happened in March that are significant to uh, AB5 and, and whether or not it sticks around. We first need to talk about Prop 22 uh, because it's significant to this. Um, so Prop 22 is essentially a workaround for the Lyft, Uber, gig workers essentially so that they can continue as independent contractors uh, even with AB5 in existence. And this is actually, it was a, a ballot measure initiated by the people um, and 60%-ish of voters were in favor for it. So it passed as a ballot measure, this Prop 22, exempting essentially Uber, Lyft, those type, Postmates, those types of drivers. So this passes, it goes through um, the, uh, then it is challenged, obviously, by the government, um, and it was struck down in a California state court as being unconstitutional, essentially limiting the legislature's power. Um, and I won't get into the weeds on the constitutional arguments, but in a nutshell, that's it. They said, hey, we, we're supposed to be the ones that are doing this, uh, making the rules. Uh, not you guys, uh, people. Uh, so uh, that was obviously challenged by Uber, Lyft, um, Postmates, Postmates, Rideshare. So on March 13th, the appellate state court, a three-parent court out of San Francisco, uh, reversed that ruling that Prop 22 was unconstitutional and indeed said, no, it is constitutional. Um, essentially, the, the, the power of the people to legislate coexists with the legislators' ability to legislate. So if the people want to create a ballot measure that doesn't otherwise conflict with the Constitution, right. they can do that. And that's, you know, why our system is great. People can actually get things done. So let me, let me, let me try and dumb this down for people like myself. If you don't agree and you feel that the, the ruling from the court is unconstitutional or not fair or unreasonable, you, we as people can fight it. Yeah, so we as people have a lot more power than we think. Now, it's not easy to do a ballot measure, and it costs a lot of money. You have to get signatures, so you have to pay the people to go do that. You have to advertise it and get voters excited about it. Um, I think the uh, California, I want to say it's the Attorney General, or some, some person um, said essentially, you know, Uber and Lyft paid $200 million to get their own law. Um, you know, whether you know, that certainly that's a biased uh, opinion. It was approved by 60% of California voters. So obviously people liked it. Right. Um, and yes, so if you don't like something, um, and it wouldn't otherwise challenge the Constitution. Right. Um, in your state, and obviously state by state, the laws are a little different on the procedure and, and things of that nature. But you can't absolutely create a law. Uh, and the court here sided with the people and said, no, we, 
the people have the ability to legislate as well. This is what they wanted, and it doesn't conflict with anything else in the California state constitution. Uh, but for there was a portion that uh, made it difficult for uh, the rideshare workers to join the union. Um, and there was another piece, and in the, in those were actually um, held as unconstitutional. But the rest of it was okay. Um, so the rest of it making it possible for these rideshare workers to, to continue as independent contractors um, was upheld. Now that is going to be appealed to death. Um, so wait, but sixty percent of the voters somebody said, wanted that. Said we want this. Yeah, one fifty one percent. Right, sixty percent. Like fifty nine percent. Right, if this was an election, you know, ten percent they consider a landslide. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I, I, uh, I think that a lot of people were very passionate about the issue because it affects a lot of people. Yeah, impacts um, them. And, and you know, not just the workers who want to continue to be able to have a job, but the businesses who are now paying thirty percent more for the same person. Um, you know, with benefits and everything else. So it's, it certainly is, is largely impactful. Were the elderly people that can't drive? That yeah, absolutely. utilize those services? Or anyone who, for whatever reason, doesn't have a license or needs to go somewhere. Or, you know, it, removing rideshare at this point would be very disruptive to, to how we operate in the United States. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think that you could make enough cabs and hire enough cab drivers, et cetera, to try and fill that void. Well, and we already have that. Right. It wasn't as good as this, right? You know, so why would we go backward? Um, but yeah, so that's what happened on March thirteenth. It was like a—I don't know the exact day, Monday or Tuesday—but then um, that same Friday, there was more activity. On March seventeenth, not long after, uh, we had the Olson case, which is the sister case to the trucking case. The Olson is is focused more on the rideshare folks. It's their challenge essentially, um, and they got a big win from the Ninth Circuit. Um, based on equal protection. So AB5, as it stands now, exempts over 100 occupations. And essentially what the challengers to this said was there's no real rhyme or reason to why these people are getting exempt and, and these other folks aren't. There's no rational basis for so, this. So what you're saying, if I'm listening correct and for our viewers, 100 other businesses or industries are exempted from the from this, but they're going to try and force it on the trucking industry. Yeah, and so and there were comments made by various uh, higher ups in the California government that sort of singled out uh, trucking rideshare, um, and that was brought up in these pleadings. Um, to you know the people that said it, they they sort of called them out and said, "Look, you're clearly singling us out. You've talked about it." And you've allowed a hundred other occupations, including referral agencies, which I don't know what that is. Um, surgeons, pet sitting, all examples of uh, gig workers, occupations and gig workers that are exempt under current AB5. Um, so essentially there, there was an equal uh, protection argument here on behalf of the, the, the gig workers um, stating that, hey, you have unfairly singled us out. You have discriminated against us, essentially, for no real reason. And so, you know, the I've read several things now that are saying, look, at, at best, it's favoritism. At worst, this is corruption. 
uh, why are these certain groups exempt and we are not? You've not given us any real reason. And so it's not fair, essentially. So in the Olson case, the, the court has now sent it back down um, to the lower court, uh, the appeals court sent it back down to the lower court saying, you have to reconsider these things. Um, number one, you have to, you know, reconsider the, uh, whether or not this, this law is constitutional based on the claims that it's not being applied um, across the board the same way and with several exemptions. Um, over a hundred. Over a hundred exemptions with no real basis. Um, court, lower court, you got to look at this again. The lawsuit lives. Um, the other piece that the Ninth Circuit pointed out, which is very important, is that they said not only do you have to look at this, but you have to re-examine the injunction and whether or not the injunction should go back on um, stopping uh, AB5 uh, and the enforcement thereof um, while this lawsuit is pending. So that is going to be looked at again as well. So all these issues have to be looked at again. Uh, based on the Ninth Circuit ruling, um, and it's based essentially upon equal protection. You can't pick and choose and have no real reason for doing it. Right. You can't say, "I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go after this industry and let the other little ones go by," or or not little ones, or not little ones. Just why? Why is a pet sitter or a referral agency different from? Uh, a rideshare app. What what is it that they're doing um, that would exempt them? There may be less of them, and so the revenue stream. But that's what raises the question: Is there favoritism, or is there some sort of corruption? This doesn't look right. Right. Um, and and I'm I'm glad the court picked up on that, and particularly the Ninth Circuit, which you know is. Now, who pushed this? Who brought this to attention? Well, this is this particular piece is um, the rideshare. The rideshare people then drove this. Yes. Now you have the sister case, the CTA case, California Trucking Association. So in the CTA case, there was an extension taken on the briefing uh, by the government, and so everything got pushed back. Um, there will be a hearing on that case uh, on uh, May twenty second. Okay. So that's coming up. Now we'll see a decision after that date, obviously, and we'll come update everybody. But it's, it's coming to a head there. This is a definite significant blow to AB5 from what it sounds like. Yeah, based on these arguments I'm seeing, I think AB5 will be either overturned or all the teeth taken out. Continue watching on the next episode of the Stay In Your Lane podcast.